Across the Tracks. I'm Steve. And I am Wayne. Welcome back. And here we are another month. It's the month of September, first weekend September. in September. Yes, sir. Glad yes, to be sir. back for another exciting episode of the Across the Tracks podcast. Yeah. We are across the tracks. We're a long ways across we the are, tracks. We are a long way. You're a little closer than I am. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. You're, you're a little, a little closer than I am. I, I'm out here in the wild, wild west. And uh, even though we still, this is the last weekend, uh, last weekend of summer, so to speak, we got snow next week, believe I, it or not. I saw that. I saw we, that the temperature in your area is going to drop like. 50 or 60 degrees 50 within degree there? 50 degree swing. It's going to be 89 tomorrow. And when we wake up Tuesday, it's going to be 39. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell, it's going to put the fires out. Uh, put the fires out. Uh, <laughs> a lot of other things, man. So uh, it's it, it's like I got to get my winter coat out, <laughs> my gloves and stuff for Tuesday morning. Tuesday, I think it's supposed to be like 39 and then Wednesday about forty two, man. But that's how it is here in um in the in the Rocky Mountains and uh you learn to deal with it. But uh I, I'm not ready for summer to end. But we got a little yeah. blip on the screen Tuesday, yeah, Wednesday, yeah. and then I think Thursday it's back up into the sixties. So it starts yeah. to climb a little bit. But yep, snow on the way, man. Yeah, snow. Steph- Stephanie's supposed to be moving changing apartments again oh, next wow. week. And it's going to be like uh, she's got to be out on like the 9th. And that's okay. uh, Wednesday, right? Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Wow, bad, bad time. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to text her and say, hey, hey, girl, you better get your winter. You better, I hope you haven't packed up your winter coat. Yeah. <laughs> because and I, you're going to need it. Yeah. I think up her way, um, they might get a bit more snow up that direction. Okay. Uh, we we we're probably not gonna see a lot of snow. It's just gonna be cold, and the wind is gonna be blowing. But I think up around Denver and north of Denver, they they may get a bit more uh, accumulation than we are down here. So, but still, it's too early, man. It's too early. <laughs> it's it's too early. Yeah. <laughs> uh, climate change. There's no such thing as climate That's change. That's a hoax, man. It's a <laughs> hoax. No, it's a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hoax. A hoax, man. Uh, Big hoax. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what's what we got going on tonight, my friend? Well, tonight we got a we got about four topics uh, for discussion tonight that we want to reflect on. Uh, two sports stories tonight, and of course one um, about uh, from the political aspect. We're going to talk about uh, some comments that were made uh, this week uh, by the current occupant, and then lastly we want to talk about the uh, the protests that continue across the country and uh so that's what we got on tap for tonight and um you know i mentioned sports stories so i think the first um story we want to talk about uh the great tom seaver passed uh this week uh and i think uh, you and i were talking before we came on air um in my view uh the era that tom seaver played uh, we were what we were about 11 or 12. Yeah, 12, the Mets 13, the World 14. Series. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Mets won the World Series in 69. Tom Seaver was on that team. Uh, but uh, Tom Terrific, as he was called, a great uh, major league pitcher. Uh, for us, I think we were talking, uh, that was, uh, for us, our age, I think that was like a golden era of baseball. Right, you know, right. We, 
we watched baseball on TV. We played baseball. We'd get we'd get up pickup games and go down to Litchfield Road and play down at the field. Yep. We played Little League. We played Peanut League. I mean, baseball was huge in our lives at the time. Right, uh, right. But Tom Seaver, man, what a hell of a, a pitcher. Uh, came into the uh, to the league, um, National League, won the Rookie of the Year, 67, uh, three Cy Young Awards, and, uh, you know, 12-time All-Star, and then uh, the Mets, all-time leader in wins. So, uh, true uh, superstar in Major League Baseball and a Hall of Famer. So, your reflection, sir. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're a first ballot Hall of Famer, that means you're pretty damn good. Yep. And uh, once again, we used to watch baseball. I mean, today I won't watch baseball, but back then when baseball was really king, it was the American pastime. We watched it all the time. I remember playing baseball and coming home from baseball practice and watching more baseball on TV and it was just a different time period. I remember Willie Mays and Barry Bonds, uh, I mean, Bobby Bonds. Bobby Bonds, yep. Be, being on the same team. Yep. You know, I remember watching, I think I may have been over Richard Thomas's house who lived up off of Harden Street and was watching uh, Willie Mays and Bobby Bonds. And Willie was kind of getting older, man. And I remember uh, Candlestick Park had chain fencing. Yep. And Willie Mays climbed the chain fencing and went over the top of the chain fencing to uh, uh, get a ball. I mean, that's how significant ball was. We used to baseball. We used to watch it all the time. And Tom Seaver as a pitcher, you know, it was also that golden era of pitcher. You know, Tom yep. Seaver, Bob Gibson, you know, yep. the, the Ryans, Nolan Ryan yep. and Nolan all Ryan. those. Yep. I mean, pitching was, I mean, with baseball – Pitching is everything, <laughs> you yeah. know. Um, I just saw a, a post maybe yesterday or the day before, uh, someone on Facebook wishing Timmy Brandenburg a happy birthday. And, you know, Timmy Brandenburg, you know, pitched for E-Town High School. Yep. And his brother was the catcher. Yep. <laughs> and I remember, I remember standing out in center field with me and Tommy Skies and – Ted Snyder and we're we're dying to get a ball to come out to us, and because you know he, you know Timmy would strike out 12, 12 batters, yeah. you know that yeah. was a norm, and so yeah baseball at that time and Tom Seaver I mean he was he was the man, yeah. uh, he had a great uh, a pretty decent career, uh, earn or unrun average, uh, two point eight. You know, um, that's that's a lifetime. Yeah. Now, uh, over three thousand strikeouts he had, um, three hundred game winner. Uh, He was uh, Mister Mister Met, and uh, eventually, like everything else, as you start to age a little bit, uh, the Mets uh, the Mets got rid of him, and he uh, bounced around a little bit, but ended his career in nineteen eighty six with uh, the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, and it's yeah. and it's hard to believe that, you know, he came in in 67 and ended and, and left, retired it in 86. So we're talking almost a 20-year, 20 20-year 20 uh, 
period of playing baseball. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't get a lot of twenty year uh, athletes playing a sport. You know, no. No. especially back then. Today, right. you know, they they got regiments for athletes to. You know, they watch, they 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 cater their diet, they cater their sleep, they cater their playing playing time, they do all of that. You know, but you know, longevity in baseball is greater than it is in basketball and football and so on. So yeah. because it's you know it's a slow sport. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take I'll I'll take that error of baseball, man. Um, you know, even though I eventually became a, a hoop junkie. But again, like you say, man, we we were into it, man. We we'd go play the little league game for little league or Babe Ruth league or whatever we were playing, and in our pickup games, everybody wanted to be somebody, you know, <laughs> yep. whether it was Johnny Bench or or Pete Rose or you know. You think about man, all the all the players when we were growing up as kids, all the but we actually saw Willie Mays play. Yep. You know, it's not just you know we saw Willie Mays play and Hank Aaron. Like I said, we mentioned Tom Seaver, Nolan Ryan, Don Drysdale, Sandy Koufax. We saw these guys on TV all the time. Oh, yeah. Remember the big red machine? The big red machine. And, and, and the Oakland know, A's. Oakland A's. Yeah, Catfish Hunter and Vital Blue and all those guys. <laughs> I mean, that was that was a great era of baseball, man. Great era. And, uh, you know, Tom Seaver was one of the greats of that era, man. So, yeah. We want to say, uh, you know, rest in peace, uh, Mr. Tom Seaver. So, um, yeah. So the next uh, sports story and this one here, um, it was sort of sad to hear uh, that John Thompson passed away also last week. Mm And uh, we we can probably talk for hours here about John Thompson, but I'll let you start it off, man. What 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 is your reflection of, uh, of John Thompson? Yeah, that's a great question. He's an awesome, he was an awesome individual. He was the uh, NBA giant. I mean, not the NBA, the uh, NCAA giant. And he was the uh, head coach of the Georgetown Hoyas and took that program and launched it into the stratosphere. Yep. Uh he was he was able to take kids from um, the East Coast and kids that probably a lot of uh, people didn't look at and bring them to Georgetown and make it a a, a championship team. Um, you know, some kids that were, you know, challenge. You know, uh, not mentally, but challenge um, societally. You know, they didn't come from the best homes and so on. But they were, you know, uh, smart enough, intelligent enough to go through the paces at Georgetown University in in, uh, Washington, Um, D.C. My favorite thing about John Thompson, and I mentioned this the other day in one of my little Facebook ads, is that he was – he was responsible for ending the reign of Kentucky basketball. You know, um, he and uh, um, Patrick Ewing, you know, Alonzo Mourning, 
Island Iverson, all those guys that went through there. But to me, the biggest achievement in his his time for me was when they beat Kentucky's ass. <laughs> you know, and Kentucky had Sam Bowie and Melvin Turpin and that group that was supposed to win the NCAA uh, NCAA championship. I think they were coached by Joe B. Hall. I'm not yep, quite yep. sure. Yeah, I think that was but, the Joe B. Hall era. Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget it because I was over at uh, Joey Stubbs' apartment when he used to live over there off of Front Street. Yep, yep. And we were over there watching that game, and and the joke was, uh, give it to Turpin, he'll shoot it. Give it to Turpin, he'll shoot it. And every time he shot the ball, he missed. You know, <laughs> Sam Bowie was ineffective, and they just whooped up on him real bad. So I was happy about that because – I've never been a UK fan. Never been a UK fan. It's especially yeah, I, in, in basketball or anything like that. So for all UK fans that don't like me, that's all right. You know, the only person I remember growing up being a UK fan was Richard Thomas. Yeah. Now all these people have jumped on the bandwagon of yep. being a UK fan, yep. you know. Yep. You know, back when when Adolph Rupp didn't have any black players on the team and so on. And uh, teams like U of L and Western Kentucky University were uh, getting black players like Jim McDaniels and Jerry Rose and yep. Jerome Perry and uh, Wes Unsel and Butch Beard and and those guys. You know, um, Adolph Rupp wasn't getting those guys. Oh. And so even though the Joe B. Hall took over after Adolph Rupp, the, the sting was still there for me. Okay, yeah. so yeah, Thompson yeah. was that guy. You know, he always had a towel over his shoulder. You know, <laughs> uh, that was his thing that he had there. And everybody, I think he, I mean, he was a big man. Not only yeah. tall, but he was a he was a big man. Yeah. Uh, and just him walking on the on the court, you could you could tell that some people were intimidated by. Him. Absolutely. Yeah, just his physical presence, but Absolutely. yeah, he's 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 the guy that brought Georgetown to the promise uh, to the uh, promised land of yep. NCAA basketball and was able to bring to America some of the um, uh, some of the best uh, players slash NBA players that came from that program. You know, uh, like as I mentioned earlier, Ewing and. Alverson, I think Sleepy Floyd played for him. Sleepy and, Floyd. And, and so on. So what, yeah, what are your thoughts on him? Oh, um, giant of a man, you know, um, a, a builder of men. That, that, that's why I say builder of men, man, because yeah. you, you listen to some of the accolades that his former players um, gave him this past week. And, you know, it was like the coach was there for us. He helped us, you know, become men. And it wasn't just about basketball with him, man. Uh, but you can't take away what he did as a college coach, first black coach to win NCAA championship, and the fact that he literally walked his team off the court um, and in a game um, because of the way that uh, I think it was it was it Proposition Forty Nine? I think it was Prop Forty Nine okay. uh, that had to do with um, uh, it had something to do with recruiting, I think. When I, but he walked his team off the court. Because, you know, he stood up for his players and he stood up for what was right. And so you had to applaud him for that. But uh, I think uh, somebody said last week, uh, out of the 79 players that played for him, 77 
graduated with degrees from Georgetown. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That is huge. And so he will be missed, man. Uh, Hall of Famer, not only in the um, uh, Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, but he's in the um, NCAA Hall of Fame as well. So uh, right. rest in right. peace, rest in power to John Thompson. Again, a, lo- a lot of great players came through that program, man. We mentioned a few, but uh, Reggie Williams, um, um, Jeff Green, you know, guys, some of those guys from Georgetown are playing in the league now, were coached by him. You know, right, and then his right. son took over after he uh, stepped down, and now Patrick Ewing is is the coach. So it's, it's the legacy coach. continues. Yep. Legacy continues. Yep. So you know, you, pl- you you go ahead. You mentioned you mentioned that you know they all graduated, and you know some people um, look at the idea that the only reason that those kids came to Georgetown is because they're playing basketball only. And do you not know that? they're going to keep those kids accountable for their grades because the university is not going to want them to uh, just kind of walk in just because they're ballplayers. They had to, to get in there, you know, and something similar happened with, um, with Alex, you know, because Alex went to Holy Cross, which is one of those type schools, you know, supposedly blue blood schools. And, before he could go and play football, he had to be admitted into the school first. And he mentioned he and his roommate, I was at one of their ball games one time, and he and his roommate uh, came in after a game. I was up in their uh, dorm room, and Anthony DeMichael came in. He, he was pissed off. I said, what's going on, man? He goes, Mr. Johnson, there was somebody that said the only reason that we're at this school is because we play football. I said, did you jump their ass? He goes, yeah. I, 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 I said, but did you jump him? He goes, yeah. You didn't beat him up, did you? He goes, no, no, no. <laughs> but I said, you know, you have every right to be here as they do. You're making the grades. You two, you two are on the honor roll. You're making your grades. You're playing football on top of doing everything else. You know, they just may be here taking classes. You're playing football you're spending hours and hours and hours at football practice and watching film and so on and still you guys are doing well enough to be on the honor roll and so on so yeah there are people that thought that the only reason that those kids like uh patrick ewing and alonzo morning and iverson and those guys you know they only got there because they were you know uh athletes yeah yeah um yeah it was um it was Prop 48, Proposition 48, that, uh, okay. that Thompson protested against. And it was primarily, you know, wouldn't allow uh, scholarship athletes from playing their freshman year if mm-hmm. they failed to qualify academically. And he stood up for, you know, all disadvantaged students, black and white. And uh, he took his team off the court uh, in protest of that, man. And. You know, he did a lot of things that, again, a lot of people looked at the Georgetown basketball team at that time as thugs and, and you know, because of the way they played the game. But it was good, hard-nosed defense. They played they played hard for all, um, you know, 40 minutes. And yeah. um, they were they were they were indicative of their coach, man. They they weren't going to give an inch. <laughs> they were not going to give an inch. And so, um, you know, he has passed on and he'll be remembered. Um, the legacy continues. 
Uh, Patrick Ewan is at the helm of Georgetown now, and uh, I'm sure he'll take a lot of the lessons uh, he learned from Coach Thompson and, and, and you know, implement those into his program and keep that program moving forward. So rest in peace, rest in power to Mr. John Thompson. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Well, brother, let's see. Uh, let's talk about the, the next uh, segue that we want to go through. Uh, let's talk about uh, the military. And you and I and your <laughs> brother and my brothers uh, all served in the military. And there were some discouraging words that came out of the mouth of the current occupant about how um, people that join the military are losers and or people that join the militaries, you know, they are slackers, they suck. Um, and joining the military is not is not is not worth the time. Um how can you be the commander in chief of the military and then you denigrate the people that you're supposed to be in command of? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Man, I tell you, man, I was incensed when I heard that. Incensed. And Cynthia's like, well, I said, I'm angry because. You know, I, I, I'm, we are, every podcast we have, I always got to throw a song reference in, <laughs> you know. So tonight's <laughs> song reference is this. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, a few years ago, and, you know, people like, who's this Billy Ray Cyrus guy? Billy Ray Cyrus, artist, back I think it was in the 90s, whatnot. People, you know, mention, you mention Billy Ray Cyrus's name, you think of Achy Breaky Heart, and he's the, he's right. the dad of Miley Cyrus. But Billy Ray Cyrus had a, had a song, it, it got got some fanfare in certain circles but the name of that song is some gave all yep. and the lyrics of that song have to do with the fact that all gave some but some people paid the ultimate sacrifice for you and i and so many other people to enjoy the freedoms that we have and the fact that the current commander-in-chief does not understand that serving in the military, even though people may have went in for other reasons, you right. volunteer, you raise your hand to say, I will support and defend the Constitution. And I think you mentioned on one of the podcasts, a couple of podcasts ago, you realize it's like, man, when I when I swore that oath, you know what? I'm actually putting my life on the line. <laughs> you know, absolutely. You're actually putting your life on the line. And so. The fact that he doesn't get that and doesn't understand that the military, serving in the military, it ain't about yourself. It's about others, and it's about service before self. And I just thought, man, if, if – and I have no doubt he said it. I have no doubt he said it because of the way he disparaged John McCain. And, yep. I, and he, can, he can say whatever he wants. But you disparage this man who was a POW for five years, enduring brutal punishment day after day after day, and you're going to disparage this man and don't view him as a hero because he was captured. Well, you haven't even served. You're a coward. <laughs> yeah. You didn't want to serve. You did yeah, everything to get out of it. Yeah. So it incensed me, man, that you're going to make comments 
about people who have served, people who have made the ultimate sacrifice in service of this country, and you're going to disparage those people, that they're losers and suckers? My question is, dude, what have you ever done? What have you ever done to sacrifice for this country? You've done nothing. You have done nothing. You have taken more than you've given. And so to me, man, you're you you you're disqualified from, you know, speaking to any saying anything about the people who serve uh, in the military. You, you, you don't even open your mouth. Don't even open your mouth. So it, it angered me, man. It angered me big time. So but that's you know what he's going to say. He's going to say, well, I've done more for the military than any president in the history of the world. I've done more for sailors and soldiers than anybody in the history of the world. Whenever he gets caught with his hands in the cookie jar, he always says that I've done more than somebody else. Oh, you yeah. Know? And yeah. this is something this is something that he's he said before. And yeah. it's just that the um, the New York Times or the Atlantic. Uh, yep, newspaper yep. uh, had confirmation that he said these things, and the the thing that gets me is that if it's if it's true, probably is true, is that he's visiting Arlington Cemetery cemetery, and he's with John Kelly, and he's standing near the grave of John Kelly's son who had died uh, mm-hmm. over in Southwest Asia, yep. and he says, and he tells to John Kelly that I wonder if it was worth it. Yeah. You know, him being dead, I wonder if it was worth it. Yeah. I mean, what a what a punk. Yeah. I mean, this is the yeah. same guy who told his own son, I'm reading this from his niece's book, that if you join the military, I'm gonna disown you and I'm going to uh take away your money, your inheritance if you join the military. Yeah. So yeah. His, you know, him denying it, the, the denial is a lie. Yeah. You know, yep. you know he said it. Oh, you know, absolutely. As, as, as you said, when he talks about John McCain, who, you know, who was shot down, he was a fighter pilot shot down, you know. Uh, yeah, you get, a, you get a chance to escape when you're shot down, you know, flying an, F, an, uh, an F-4. Yep. Uh, you know, surviving that is, is, yeah. is just enough. And then you're captured, and then you're tortured for five, you're in prison for five yep. years. And yep. this man chose not to go home That's with right. other members. I'm going to stay right. here. I'm going to stay with my comrades. I'm going to stay with my my friends, my buddies, my airmen, my sailors and soldiers. I'm going to stay with them and not come home because right. it shows that I am honoring my commitment to to protect right, right. and serve the Constitution right. of the United States. Right, right, and 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 that's something this this guy does not understand, man. Because again, he's he's never sacrificed nothing for this country, no. nothing, nothing, and neither has anybody in his family. His sons have not sacrificed anything, and to me, man, it's just like it it just reeks, man, and it tells you what type of individual. That is that we elected, that we the people elected this clown who it was also reported that he went to uh, Pearl Harbor for a ceremony and asked someone, what was what happened here? <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? What happened here? I mean, it's sad, man. It is sad. 
but it, it's, you know, we I'm, I'm not saying that we are deserving of what we're getting because a lot of us did not vote for this guy. But we are America. We are the United States of America. We are citizens of this country. And the fact that we have a moron who is leading this country and disparages military veterans and doesn't understand why, why should we go out and look for people who've been wounded? Why should we go back and look for them? Or people who have died in action, why should we go back and look for them? He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Yeah. And, and, and he says, and he says that he doesn't want to see uh, disabled veterans in any parades because uh, people won't like seeing them in prosthetic having prosthetic arms and prosthetic limbs and so on. I mean, how can you, how can you do that? It it, it gets worse, Wayne, because last week over in Europe, there was uh, the, the unit that Alex had served in the 23rd bomb unit. um, uh, The, the uh, bomber barons, Mm -hmm. you know, they were flying a mission and and they were buzzed by two Soviet aircraft. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you know, I saw and, that. and that's the you they're deployed over there right now. And if he was still in Minot, that would be he would be on one of those planes. Right. right. And he says nothing. Right. And on top yeah. of that, in, 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 in Syria, a couple of Russian um Russian armored vehicles attacked American armored vehicles. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, and he and, did nothing. Said yeah, nothing. nothing. Yeah, and he still hasn't said anything about the bounties placed upon the heads of U.S. soldiers by Russia. He hasn't said anything about yeah, that either. Not a thing. So you know, I've got some friends, some some of Alex's classmates that are also in the military that I know voted for him yeah. that has served over in Afghanistan and come back with wounds, and they still support this guy, and he's yeah. saying this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't get it. No. I know it, it, when we were in the military, we're going to do our job. Right. We're going to do our job, you know, and that's what we were trained to do. But if I was still in the military, military and this guy said those things and I supported him the last time, hell, I'm not supporting his ass this time. No, no. And, and know, it, I'm out and here it, busting my ass and he's doing right. nothing. Right, he's doing nothing, and and it it, it just I don't I, I I don't get it, man. It, it uh, you know, what does this? I mean, you are the commander in chief, you are the commander in chief, and this is your view of military, and and I think I think you 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 can you know echo this sentiment if you agree or not agree disagree. But there are some institutions in this country I think people you can badmouth and you can get away with. The military is not one of those institutions because the military is held in such high esteem uh, throughout this country. I, when you badmouth the military, you've opened up a can, you know, because I don't people people take they don't take kindly to you disparaging people who are voluntarily serving and defending freedom abroad at home. They don't take kindly to that. And so I hope, as you said, man, a lot of these people, uh, this is a military town, Colorado Springs, military town. And uh, we were walking by yesterday, walking down. uh, We were driving down the street. We're heading out, um, going to dinner last night. And an individual who lives down the street from us, we noticed he had a Trump pin sign in his yard. And I'm like, 
what the I couldn't believe it. And this guy <laughs> oh, is our uh, neighborhood watch chairman. And so Cynthia's like, did you see? I said, yeah, I saw it. I said, my whole view of this individual has changed because I, I don't get it, man, how people continually fall in line and support this guy. I don't get it. What is yeah. off in your thinking that you're still going to stand up and support this guy? I, somebody needs to explain it to me because I'm not seeing it. He is an embarrassment. It's and, party uh, over country, Wayne. It is. Simply it it that. is. It, Right. Party over country. Party over country. And, uh, you know, the fact that so many people have, as Billy Ray's song said, man, some gave all. Some people gave their lives for this nation and for him to disparage people that they're losers and suckers and, you know, what's what's in it for them. And, you know, dude, you, you don't get it. You don't understand what service is about and it, it ain't about self it's always about the bigger picture man so i'm gonna leave it yeah. at there man because he he just yeah. t- I, I i did i dislike the dude before i dislike you even more now <laughs> one thing uh, he will use he will use the military for and that is the fact that when nfl players take a knee he'll say that the reason that they're taking the knee is is that it's dis it's dishonoring the military and the flag. Yeah. Now he'll yeah. he'll he'll say that he'll use that. You yeah. Know, he'll do the okie doke on that, but yeah. you know he's not serving anything. No. And um, you know he'll use that. You know, and, and I think a lot of those people that follow him says that you know it's the military. Hell, I, I would I would bet a third of those people never been in the military, and no. they they they've never served. No. But no. it's. To them, it's it's uh, party over country, which right. is a sad state of affairs. Yep. And to me, you like you say, man, he, he people who take a knee, they're unpatriotic, they're dishonoring the military. But dude, if anybody's dishonored the military, it's you. Your comments have dishonored the military, and and anyone that has worn the uniform of this nation, you have dishonored them. You have disrespected them. And so, to me, you can't say jack about somebody kneeling to protest uh, social injustice. You can't say Jack now. Don't even open your mouth. <laughs> you know, so that's where I'll leave it, my friend. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, well, it is the same. It's a shame, but it we'll, is. we'll move forward. It is. It um, is. Let's see. There's probably the last topic that I think we were going to discuss tonight is you know, the protests from social injustice continues. It continues in Portland. It continues in uh, Louisville. It continues uh, uh, in uh, New York now. Yeah, There's Rochester, a new outbreak yeah. that took place up in New York yeah. with other, you know, <clears throat> information coming out with a guy with some mental illnesses yeah. is um, killed. Uh, suffocates because they put a spit bag on him and um, he ends up asphyxiating uh, from that. So uh, yeah, what are are your thoughts about this continued uh, outbreak? Uh, Yeah, it's man, it's, it's tough, man, because again, you want people to um, you want people to, you know, 
express themselves through peaceful protest. I, I don't think anyone would, would disagree with that. But you've got a lot of factions who see this as an opportunity to yep. escalate things. Yep. And every time it escalates, it comes back on the people who are out there protesting peacefully. It comes back on them because they're grouped into the whole bunch. Yeah, that's uh, what they want. Wayne. That's what they want, because it's, it's I, good. I think I think. Go ahead. No, it's it's good. It's good press for people to say, see, look, didn't I tell you these people were violent and they're going to take over your city and, you know, they're lawless and all this. It's good fodder for them. And um, I, I like you mentioned last week, man, you said you were you were nervous about the election. Man, it's stuff like this that yep. makes you nervous because they're going to use this. Uh, they're they're going to twist and turn this every way they can to their advantage. And so I, I hope that something comes out of this, man. Um, this latest incident uh, with Mr. Prude, I think is his name, Mr. Prude in Rochester. Uh, but, you know, I, when is this ever going to end? I don't know. I don't know. Because as soon as you think, OK, OK, what's you know, we're, 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 are we going to see some justice for this? And here we go. Another man is killed. And as soon as that one, like, OK, what's going on with that? Something else happens. And so, you know what, I, Wayne, uh, I don't know. This is this is what I think. You know, I, I believe that there is collusion between the current occupants and local police jurisdictions. This thing that happened with Mr. Prude, it happened back in May or March. Yeah, it was six six months ago or something like six that. Six months ago. And the things that were happening in Kenosha and Portland had calmed down. Yep. So now suddenly the police released this video of what happens to this uh, guy in Rochester, New York. And guess what's going to happen? Yeah. Boom! Here it comes. Protests. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's yeah. taking it's taking place in the northern states. Yeah. Okay. So what he's doing is that he's keeping that idea of, of I'm going to protect you alive. Now watch. Uh, the middle of the end of this month, there's going to be something else released. Yeah. I I guarantee you there's gonna be something else released that's gonna get people fired up, and we're yeah. getting we're getting the old okie doke. That's what I believe. We're getting the old okie doke, mm. and we're 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 allowing those people that are on the bubble to say, well, that's why I'm voting for him because he's against crime, and look at all this crime that's taking place. Look at all the protests that, that's taking place, and what those people don't realize is cause and effect. Right. Now, what caused the people to protest? Right, right. Okay. Right. They only see the effect. They don't. They don't. They don't give a shit about the cause. Nope. You know, just like Breonna Taylor, in 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 Kentucky. You know, they had a big protest outside of the Derby yesterday, and um, they're trying to get her former boyfriend, I think it is, to testify that she was mm -hmm. like a drug dealer. They're trying yep. to throw. 
They're yep. trying to throw some stuff in there to right. make it look like the cops had or uh, justified in going right. in and shooting this lady. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that's despicable, man. Though the woman's not here to defend herself, and you want to smear her memory by bringing bringing this whoever this guy is, and you know, cut him a deal or whatnot to say, yeah, she was. I mean, that's despicable, man. It's despicable. And like you say, man, people don't see the cause. They don't want to see the cause. They don't want to see the cause. All they know is our boy is going to protect us from you, from you animals and man, you yeah. people coming out here to take over the summer. Our boy is going to protect us. But you don't bother to look at why are these people upset? It's because, again, this Mr. Prude, this happened six months ago. And what you guys were never going to say anything about this guy dying in your care i mean that's the callous thing about it man this happened six months ago and nothing yeah. was said about it nothing well, was said about it. the family didn't really know what happened. you know and you know the brianna taylor case is she's been dead what almost going on six months now yeah and nothing has been done one way or another nothing's been done and as as it was mentioned, I was listening to um, I was listening to MSNBC the other day. Uh, I think Jason Johnson was on. If you ever follow Jason Johnson, uh, yeah. Doctor Jason Johnson, he was saying, "Hey, you know these guys, they are trying to get their story together so they can find a way to exonerate the police. That's all they're doing." And I'm like, yep, you're absolutely right. They're going to try to find any way possible to exonerate the police for killing this girl in her home. That's that's what's going to happen. And I guarantee you nothing's going to happen to these guys. Nothing's going to happen. And you then and then you know what's going to happen. And then you know what's going to happen. All hell is going to break loose. Yeah. And so it, 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 you're, you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't type scenario, man. You know, people need to know what the police are doing. It should be out in the open. It should be free and clear what happened instead of this clandestine like, oh, you know, we're not going to release this. And And then when you do, it's like, this is crazy. And, you know, your conspiracy theory has a lot of merit. It has a lot of merit because I think at this point in time, the current occupant, Man, he's he's going to pull out everything but the kitchen sink to try to win, to try to win. Yeah. And so this yeah. feeds right into his narrative, man. I'm going to protect you people from all these despicable, lawless people who are ruining our cities. He, he's going to he's your boy. He is the uh, what did they call him the other night? He's the keeper of uh, what did they call the what did they call him? I'm like, give me a break. <laughs> he was the. Uh, the keeper of something, man. I'm like, man, give me a break. Oh, this, this was at the uh, Republican. This was at the RNC. Somebody made some comment that he was. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't remember. The word was keeper or the. He's the only Protect. thing standing between you and and all these lawless people, man. And I'm like, oh, man, sometimes you just want to punch some of these people in the face, man. <laughs> they're, so, they're so stupid. They're so uh, stupid. Yeah, I know. Man. They're so stupid. And they don't so. they don't realize, you know, that, you know, they're he says, you know, their crime is going to come out to the suburbs and, uh, you know, all that kind of mess. And, oh, they're coming to get your women. I went, oh, my 
God, I can't believe he's saying stupid shit like that. You know, that's 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 straight out. That's straight out of the book of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. You know, birth of a nation. D.W. Yeah. Griffith. You know, they're coming. Yeah. These guys are coming to get your coming to, to take your they we's coming to take those white women. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. You got to be but, kidding. Me. And, and, and they don't realize is that. If it is people are move black folks are moving out to the suburbs. The reason that they're moving out to the suburbs is that white folks are moving into the cities and buying up all the property and yep. forcing property rates to go up. So there's yep. no place for black folks can live. That's they can't right. afford to live in the city. So where do they go? That's right. You I met Lynn and I. Lynn right. and I. Lynn and I took the the red car. That's the, what we call the Corvette. Uh-huh. And the other day I said, let's just go for a ride, you know. So I rode all over the west side of town and ended up downtown. And we went downtown and she goes, wow, look at that. Those condos, this is on Capitol Street, they only started $350,000. Whoa. Whoa. And that's, that's throughout downtown, Wayne. That's wow. throughout downtown. Wow. Any, any empty lot is not empty long because they're building condos on those places. And downtown, we we, we walked downtown a couple of years ago. We went to the, uh, walked down to the canal. They have a, a canal system through Indianapolis. And we walked into one of the apartments that they were redoing. Yeah. It was a, it was a one bedroom apartment, probably just a little bit bigger than the room that you're podcasting from. Yeah. Smaller than your basement. Yeah. At that time, this was a few years ago. They wanted seventeen hundred bucks for that apartment, one bedroom. Wow. Yeah. And then he comes up with stupid stuff. You know, you know my MSU making shit up. Yeah. Uh, he comes up with <laughs> they're moving out to the suburbs to take your take your stuff. Yeah. Well, guess what? Well, guess where they can't live now. That's right. Yep, that's gentrification. That's what gentrification is all about. Yes, I mean, sir. White folks are moving back into the cities, buying up the property, and so therefore these people have nowhere to go. Where are they? Where where are they going? They got to move somewhere. And his message, his message is resonating. I think one of his phrases, man, when his his he loves the poorly uneducated. So. That message is registering with people who are uneducated, man. They can't see yeah. it. They they can't decipher this bullshit that this guy is spewing. Um, and, and that feeds right in right into their narrative, man, because he's our boy. He's protecting us. He's protecting us. So um, I don't know, man. I The protest, uh, they, they are probably going to continue, man. We're probably going to see protests uh, throughout the rest of this year. Uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that the biggest protest is on November 3rd and we yes, protest yes. is asked out of the uh, top spot. That's right. That's right. That's and what uh, that's what I'm hoping. But I, I tell you, we, we got to be on guard, man, because I don't trust this dude. I do not oh. trust him as far as I could throw him because nope. one, he is underhanded. And if he does lose, he's already laying the seed that things are rigged and all this bullshit. But um, the, the the country needs to be on guard because the, I don't trust this guy. I don't trust him. Yeah. If you, you know. have early voting, go out there yep. and do it as if, soon yep. as possible. Do Absolutely. not wait till the last minute. Folks, you can't be on CP time on this one. 
You cannot Absolutely. be on CP time on this one. That's right. You got to vote and you got to do it when the when the time your time is to vote. You got to make sure you get that ballot, get that ballot filled out and get it dropped off at uh, either um, uh, a box or you get it into your uh, get it into the postal system, man, because this is this is probably going to be one of the most important elections probably in our lifetime. In our lifetime. Yeah. And, uh, Don't do like are, his dumb ass and vote twice. Right, yeah. Telling people to commit a felony to go <laughs> vote twice. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Go go do it. Yeah, go test the system. And you know what? Yeah. This lady, was, she's down in Texas. She accidentally voted twice because she moved and she wasn't aware. And she's in prison. She got a five-year prison sentence. Yeah, Five-year prison sentence because yeah. she inadvertently she didn't know. So, but he's gonna tell people go test it, <laughs> go test it. So my thing to him and is that dumbasses will do it. Right. That's what's so. That's right. what's sad. Right. So all these people who are gonna who are gonna go follow your guidance. Are you gonna bail them out of jail? You gonna pardon them? <laughs> well, they're, they're, you that's know a what's gonna happen. They're you a know what's gonna happen if they're his followers. They're not going to say anything. Right. If it's Biden's followers, their ass is ending up in jail, especially if they're black folks or brown Absolutely. folks. Or, Absolutely. Or cream colored folks. You know, Absolutely. their asses is in jail. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be locked up underneath the jail. Right. But it was just stupid for him to say that. It was just stupid, man. And then your top law enforcement officer does, I don't know the law. I don't know the law. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, dude. What is wrong with you? I don't know the law. Come on. So anyway, folks got to get out there, man, and vote and and make your vote count. Your voice is your vote. I think that's that's where your voice is your vote. And we need a lot of voices this time speaking loudly. And we need to say it loud enough that, like, we are tired of the chaos and the foolishness and the corruption and everything else that has gone on these past. We're tired of it, man. The the. The mismanagement of the of the of the pandemic that's got people stressed out and, you know, people can't pay their bills. Their businesses are folding. I mean, it's stressful being alive right now for so many different reasons. Yeah. And a lot of it point back to the current occupant at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So uh, I will leave it at there, my friend, because I don't want to get long winded and get pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, you still got some. You still have a few minutes of daylight left out there, I'm sure. And it's already dark in Indy, so <laughs> yeah, we we got daylight. I can still see the daylight out here. Uh, we we were up early this morning, man. We walked about two and a half miles this morning, and uh, I was like, man, this is this is vigorating, you know, invigorating walking. And walked by the uh, went out walked by this lake, uh, two point uh, two point five miles around this lake area. So. So I, I felt so good. I'm going to do it again tomorrow. So there you go. Go there do it again go. tomorrow because come Tuesday, I'm going to be snowed in. It's going to be early winter, man. So <laughs> <laughs> I just put your galoshes on and get back out there, man. Yeah, that's it, man. Me. My gloves, my my beanie, and everything else, man. Bundle <laughs> up. So bundle yes, up. Yeah. So you have any other comments tonight? Uh, no, not really. We, other than we've we've mentioned it all, you know, vote early and, yep. and make sure that that's taken care of. And if you've got somebody that doesn't have a way to um, um, 
vote, get them there, get them yep. to the uh, voting place. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I, I know I had something. Lynn was looking at something from one of her sorority sisters. Yeah. And her sorority sister is, is married to Jeff Montgomery. Oh, OK. And she said something about Jeff's brother died or something like that. Had you heard anything about that? No. I hadn't oh. heard either. I said I said the only thing that I can think of, you think there's there's Melvin, yep. Harry, and yep. Jeff. And the only one that I know of that's having any issues right now is Harry. You know, Harry yeah. had diabetes real bad. Yeah. You know, he graduated with us. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I know he had his he had his leg amputated mm-hmm. uh, uh, due to diabetes, but that's the only that's the only thing I can. That's the only person that I can think of is maybe Harry. Yeah, I, talk, uh, I don't know if you. I don't know if your family's heard anything about no, that I, or uh, anything. Yeah, I talked to my uh, sisters and my mom and dad today, and usually they keep me up to date. If you know, yeah. hey, so and so passed, but they didn't say anything. And she would have told me if Harry had passed because yeah. again, we we went to school together and whatnot. Yep. Uh, yeah. But what I'll do is I'll definitely circle back and find out. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the only that what's brother. Going on. Yeah, and it's not Back, Melvin. Uh, E-Town. Yeah, it's not Melvin because my mom saw Melvin at church today. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll double back on that, man, and find yeah, out. Yeah, well, do, please do so because you know I, you know, we're from E-Town. We don't live there anymore, but you know, folks, we like to hear what's going on with our home community. Right. You know, I heard that it was out yeah. there, but. Uh, yeah, you know, if okay. that's the truth, then someone let us know, and um, we would always, we always look back at home because you know we're two home, two small town guys, and yeah. always want to uh, be informed of our hometown, even though that we don't live there anymore. We still, still try to keep track of all our friends and family that's back there. Yep, absolutely, man, absolutely. Yep. Well, absolutely. All right, my friend, this has right. been uh, an, an, another one. Yeah. Uh, we're going to keep moving forward, and uh, we'll just kind of leave it at that. We'll leave it at that, and uh, I'm going to sign off differently tonight. I usually say sayonara, but tonight I'm saying Wakanda forever, my friend. Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs>